You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, the podcast for marketing professionals in higher education. Join us every week as we talk to the industry's greatest minds in student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where marketing in higher ed is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. My name is Troy Singer. I'm here with Bart Kaler, where every week we have a conversation with marketers that specialize in higher ed for the betterment and also the benefit of our higher ed marketer community. Today, we have a conversation about thinking strategically, especially as it comes to marketing and SEO. We talked to Gus Gortz, who is the founder of GusGortz.com a.k.a. the Dutch marketer. And I really loved our conversation with him today, Bart, and I think a lot of people will get benefit of just the wonderful, thought-provoking way that he takes his clients through the marketing process. Yeah, I really, really appreciate uh, getting to know Gus, and I've followed him on LinkedIn for a while. And I really appreciate having kind of a European perspective. I mean, we've had Kyle Campbell on the show. We've also had Mark McCrendle from Australia. I think it's always important as as higher ed marketers, sometimes when we're U.S.-centric and, and North American-centric, to kind of get an, an aspect on how other schools around the world are, are doing their marketing. And I really like the fact that Gus is doing a lot of pay-per-click work in search engine optimization, which as an umbrella, both of those kind of roll up under search engine marketing. I love to hear how he's doing that in the in the European Union and, and, and his clients there. And so being able to have that perspective and have him kind of walk through the basics of, of PPC and, and of SEO is a really good conversation. And I really like how he you know, broke some of those things down. So I think it's a, it's a really good conversation for us today. I agree. I'd also like to add that he does an excellent job of taking us through short-term and long-term strategies, as you've yeah. just described. Here's our conversation with Gus. We are grateful to have our friend Gus Gortz on the podcast today. And Gus, as you know, we ask our guests to start out a conversation by sharing something that you've learned that could be considered fun or interesting here recently. Yeah, what I learned recently, actually, I'm, I'm a gardener, so I have a vegetable garden. And last year, you know, when the sun, first sun rays hit, I was so anxious to get the plants out and, you know, sow all kinds of things. And actually last year, a lot of things died or didn't do as well. I mean, not that I had nothing to eat, but um, it was kind of disappointing. I was too enthusiastic. And um, so this year I learned to bide my time um, and I've just just started uh, things uh, a couple of weeks ago. My girlfriend has a garden and I know it's a experimentation for her all the time. So I'm glad that she isn't yeah. the only one that will fail every once in a while and have a smile on their face for it. Gus, if you can tell us what you do professionally, and I think our listeners can hear that you have an accent, please also share where you're from. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm a, a Dutch uh, marketer. I focus on education marketing um, and then uh, especially 
on search and that could be uh, uh, paid search so Google Ads or it could be uh, search engine optimization. Thank you Gus and that's the reason why we have asked for you to be on the podcast and for those who don't follow you we suggest that you you find Gus and follow him. One of the things that he teaches or talks about is thinking fundamentally about your mix of channels and that being especially important for higher ed. So Gus, if you could let our audience know what you mean by that. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think that as marketers, we always have this fear of missing out, right? So uh, when a new channel comes up, uh, let's say it's TikTok or you know whatever it is, um, we always think we need to be on there. And, and so a, a lot of conversations, and I'm not immune to that either, um, are, are always about like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing like email marketing? Should I be doing uh, search engine optimization? We tend to kind of run very fast after whatever, uh, you know, is the latest thing. But we uh, sometimes miss the opportunity to actually really be strategic, pick a few things and, and sort of make them work together really well in a way that fits with uh, with our uh, specific institution, our specific audience. So I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity doing more, but rather stopping to think about, okay, what am I going to do really well? And what am I perhaps going to, to drop? I think that's a really good point, Gus. And I, I'd be curious, when you when you work with your clients and, and talk to you know universities and, and, and schools, how do you help them uh, to kind of focus in that way. Cause I mean, like you said, I think it's a very natural thing for people to either be told, Hey, why aren't we on this, you know, by their, by their administration or yeah. to uh, feel, you know, kind of that pressure. Um, how do you help them start to think strategically about that? Often people would come to me, obviously I, I have somewhat of a reputation for uh, search engine marketing and, and SEO. I even wrote a book about uh, search engine marketing. So people would come to me and say, hey, um, I want to have more leads, more inquiries from students. Can you do Google ads for us? And like my, uh, I've learned to not immediately say, yes, I'm going to do that. Let's see, what is it? You know, you, right. you actually have to look at uh, what is best and it's not always what uh, what's first comes to mind um, so you have to understand what the objectives are and and so you have paid channels such as uh, Google Ads or advertising on social media or even uh, buying radio ads for example where you pay for the exposure um, and those tend to work pretty well if you need to move the needle really fast but then on the other hand they will be very expensive to maintain in the long term. So uh, I would try and encourage people to think more about the, uh, the, the, the owned channels or the earned channels, such as uh, search engine optimization, where you show up in Google search results due to the strength of your content rather than mm -hmm. uh, because you pay for it. And that means you don't pay for every click anymore, but rather you 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 are naturally out there and uh, that also gives you a lot more uh, credibility so uh, but but it's of course not always the only thing you can do sometimes you have goals to hit this year and you can't wait for right. another year until the seo starts to 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 take off so it's it's really having uh, 
trying to, to get the full look of, okay, where do we want to be this year, but also where do we want to be in, in two years or three years or five years uh, from now? I like and the way that you position yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, going back to your gardening thing. I mean, there's sometimes that you will plant something that's going to you know come up in the next you know 45 to to 90 days. But sometimes you're also planting like, um, you know, we're, my my wife's a gardener as well, and she's putting out uh, uh-huh. you know a grape arbor, and so I know that we're not going to see any grapes this year. But we'll see yeah. grapes in a few years. But the work that we're putting in today is going to result later on. Now, you know, I'm going to have zucchinis coming out of my ears in a few weeks. Um, but, but that's kind of that short term. And so the idea of, of you know, using that pay-per-click, you know, investing in Google, investing in Meta to see some initial, you know, immediate responses is really good. But I, I, I really agree and appreciate what you're saying is that you can't look – you can't – move beyond, or you can't accept that as just everything. You have to plan for longer terms to kind of be able to wean yourself off of some of the, uh, the paid clicks. And, and so that's what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, put in the effort to do to build the search engine optimization, even though you might not see it for a while. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. And uh, you could even um, uh, compare it to say renting a home versus owning a home. Of course, you first of all, you need a place to live. But do you want mm-hmm. to be paying to live in this place, uh, you know, your whole life? Or do you want to move to uh, a situation where you actually own the house? And uh, uh, so you'll need to find a way to slowly uh, taper down uh, what you pay in advertising Mm. or even use advertising to build up um, audiences that will come back to you just purely from the strength of your message that you're, you're putting out. That's great. Well, tell me a little bit about how do you I, identify? I mean, let's let's say that okay, I, I need to move the needle. This this you know I, I've got a lot of a lot of schools right now that you know we're in you know we're recording this in May. A lot of schools are talking about hey, you know we've already had decision days here in the United States. We need to kind of continue to fill out maybe some of our class before enrollment starts in August. You know, and so they're like, hey, what do we do? And we're working through some strategies. Some of those might be you know, short-term strategies, but how, how would you identify those short-term strategies? I mean, you know, looking at, you know, Generation Z versus, you know, maybe it's an adult program for, you're going to pick different channels. I mean, is that correct? Because I want people to understand that, you know, just buying Google ads isn't the answer. It's actually thinking through those correct channels for short-term. How do you go about that? Um, I think it all starts with empathy. So first of all, who are these people that you're trying to uh, to, to, to get to uh, apply, right, or to enroll? And where are they? So in what channel are they active? Then also, what is their frame of mind? So uh, search, which is what I specialize in, is very good at capturing those tiny fraction of people that right at this moment is thinking about your program. That's what you can expect from search. You can't expect like, uh, uh, I mean, I've had a client that said, hey, we need more inquiries. Can we double our budget? Can you then give me double the number of inquiries? And the answer is no, because in a given place, in a given time, there are only that many people who are thinking of taking uh, a degree in fashion management, for example. If you want to build up the reputation longer term, you also have to uh, put yourself out there, be discovered, for example, by advertising on social media or better even through organic reach on, on a channel like TikTok, for example. 
and even the the program itself like fashion might lend itself more to to social media right because you have beautiful fashion that you could show off which is mm -hmm. harder for other topics help me just kind of what are what are maybe three best practices for search engine optimization i mean when we're talking about this larger being able to think strategically about it i mean i i often tell people that you know blogs are a really good search engine optimization because it's a it's a habit of creating content on a regular basis that you know google likes new content it likes content that answers questions but i mean if you were have like one or two or three you know strategic ideas that you have for people when it regards to search engine optimization before we get into kind of the deeper level of what seo is what would what would that be when you do search engine optimization that um, you start out with what do I actually want to be found for? Because it's endless you, you, and, and not all queries are going to be as relevant for you. For example, I also work uh, with a, uh, a language school. That's actually where I, I got started. It makes a difference even if someone searches, say, learn Mandarin versus someone who searches for learn Chinese because the person who searches oh. for learn Mandarin is very specific because Mandarin is the uh, specific dialect, the specific uh, Chinese language the person wants to learn. And who, whoever is searching for learn Chinese may not actually have discovered that there is also something like Cantonese. And, uh, and I mean, some there is overlap, but if you could choose, mm -hmm. then you could learn a lot from finding out what kind of things people are searching and then to actually uh, make a plan of, okay, which things are, am I going to be uh, prioritizing? That's really good, good advice. Also within your SEO teachings, I've heard you say that SEO isn't all technical, which is a common belief out there. Could you explain what you mean by that? I speak to people and they say, well, SEO, but you know what? Uh, when we had our new website developed, we had this very explicit requirement to our uh, web developer that the site should be SEO friendly. And um, the developer would then say, yes, okay, so we build in um, like a bunch of functions. We built in uh, meta titles, meta descriptions, uh, site maps. We made sure the site is fast. So your site is SEO ready. That's not incorrect but that doesn't bring you there yet and uh, you could actually compare it to uh, to a journey so let's say i want to go somewhere um, i would need a number of things like i would need perhaps a car to drive there and that would be the equivalent of of this website right so the car is functional like when i start it it will actually do it, it will respond to the steering wheel all these kind of things but besides that you have to decide where you want to go, right? You have to know mm -hmm. the, the sort of the, the coordinates, the route of what you're going to take. And that's the, the content part. So that's what, what I just talked about uh, in terms of knowing what kind of keywords are actually important for you to show up for in the search results. Identifying those keywords, planning content, thinking very clearly about where that should be on your website, what should link to what. But even then you're not there because you have a car and you have a destination. You have a roadmap to that destination. But what if you don't have fuel? The fact is that if you start a website and it's brand new, and even if it's laid out all perfectly, but um, uh, it won't have uh, much credibility in Google's eyes you would also need to build that credibility. And the way that Google uh, assesses this credibility is through 
other websites linking to you. So you have to find uh, a way to also earn this credibility. And uh, in many cases, for, for many institutions which exist for a long time, this is actually already there because, you know, you may be organizing events for, for many, many years and uh, you may have organized an academic conference on this very topic and it may already have received a lot of links, but there could be websites where, or if, say you're starting off fresh with a new domain name where this could be an issue. So uh, those are three aspects that you, you need to think about. The technical part, then the uh, content part and making that very nicely aligned with your audience and what they need to find, and then also the authority part. I like the simplicity of that, that it is that three parts, because I think that a lot of people, like you said, you know, they, they start and they focus on the technical part and they just kind of dismiss it. And, and part of it, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to speak to the audience here for a second, take the time to surround yourself with people who understand what else going on, especially when it gets into paid search or social, in, you know, SEO, search engine optimization. There's a lot of people that will sell you expertise that don't really understand it or they assume that you understand it and they'll sell you something that you really don't need or, or, or want. And so, you know, I've, I've had a lot of schools recently that, uh, you know, I, I do a little bit of an audit and I find out that, you know, hey, they're, they have the local radio station handling all of their pay-per-click ads. Um, and, you know, and, and maybe they're qualified to do that, but more than likely they're probably not. They're probably more treating your pay-per-click ads as brand awareness as opposed to true lead generation. And so I think a lot of what Gus has talked about today is, you know, understanding the pay-per-click, understanding how you're using the search engine marketing in the proper ways. And so same with SEO, understanding all these different elements and these different aspects, the technical aspect, the content aspect, the, the link building aspect is really going to help you if you can just understand those three basic things so you can ask questions. Um, and and yeah. I think that uh, I think that's really fascinating. And so, you know, sorry for the public service announcement in the middle of our podcast, but I think it's important, uh, Gus, because I'm sure you run across that too, where you engage with a school that maybe has had a different history with either pay-per-click yeah. or search engine optimization, and, and you're like, you didn't know what you're buying, and, and you, were, you, you didn't have a landing page, or you didn't have... Uh, how do you deal with those situations? I think there's a lot of trauma, not just in education, but, uh, you know, with, with any marketing agency clients, because it's... Uh, it's a complicated subject. It's like when I engage uh, uh, an accountant, like you have to trust that person to some extent to, to give you the right advice that's going to not land you in trouble and that's going to help you. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I think different maybe from an accountant is like the marketer also needs a lot of input from you. So you, you don't really have the luxury as the client of, a marketing agency to sit back. You actually need to guide that person to understand uh, what your institution is like, what kind of students like end up being successful at your institution, what kind of messages will resonate. Because as an agency, you have certain knowledge and, and certain expertise, mm -hmm. but you won't... Uh, um, it, it won't actually uh, be nearly as powerful as when the client is actively involved as well. Right, right. So, Gus, when you gave us the three pillars, the technical, the content, and the authority, I've also heard you say that those three put together 
it acts as a multiplier. And I would love for you to share with the audience what you mean by that. It's actually not always a, a, a just a, a, a multiplier in terms of you can multiply your growth. It's also a multiplier in the sense of if I'm making a sum and my technical is one and my content is one and my links are zero, the end result is still going to be zero. What you need to do is, first of all, you'll need to know where is your strength and maybe certain things you don't need to worry about at all. Or maybe your content is great and you have great authority just even from your history, but you have some technical flaws in your website that need fixing. So that's what I mean with the multiplier. It's, it's those three things. And you can't say, I'll do a little bit more of the content so I can overcome these technical flaws or the other way around. You really need all three of them. What type of tools do you use to measure that? I mean, is there, is there something that you can go to to kind of get a health check of your website as it re relates to this? Um, personally, I'm using, for the technical part, I'm using a tool called uh, Sitebulb to do technical audits. Then I, and there are many tools, and there are tools that are free, right. there are tools that are paid. In terms of the keywords, there is a free tool called uh, seoreviewtools.com. Um, and personally, I use SEMrush, which has, you know, some more uh, mm -hmm. data um, and some more uh, like, like about how many people search for a particular keyword in a particular market and, and things like that. And uh, SEMrush can also be used for looking at the uh, link profile. But there is, okay. there is no lack of tools in, uh, in SEO, <laughs> so everyone has their favorites, yeah. <laughs> But, but it is important that you can actually go and find tools that would help you figure out if you yeah. do have a zero that's yeah. doing the multiplier. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a great question, Troy. Yeah. And are there any other channels that you haven't mentioned that you would put in the mix to maximize the exposure? I wouldn't make any distinction in terms of online versus offline. Um, for example, uh, this wasn't for an education client, but uh, I was once working with a uh, media uh, organization. So they, they were broadcasting on TV, on radio, multiple channels. And at some point they were organizing an event. And uh, so anytime they didn't sell an ad slot on radio or on TV, this event was being, um, being, being promoted. Um, and uh, the thing was that it was actually very hard to to find the booking page where you could buy a ticket to the event. So once we had a Google Ads campaign on with the event name, we saw that people would click through and they would immediately buy the ticket because they had already been sold. They just didn't know where to find it. So I think uh, sort of the um, above the line type of media where you get your mm -hmm. brand out can actually work together very nicely with search. Um, let's say I've, I've read a university that had trucks, you know, driving on the highway near near uh, their campus. And, um, you know, if you if you have something that's really eye catching, people are going to search for it. So that is the moment where you can tell like the, the bigger story and, and really go into depth and guide people and tell them about what you're about. And, and that can be a really powerful combo. In fact, you get some, you might get some attention that would earn you links and build your authority as well. So there's this really nice synergy that you wouldn't be able to, uh, to achieve uh, with just only search. Because in the end, search only works when people are curious about something, when they want to search about you. 
So it's, it's at the same time, it's really important to also put your band name out there in with other methods. I like that. Gus, as we bring the episode to a close, is there a anything that we haven't touched upon that you feel would be important for us to do so? Or B, we also ask our guests to offer maybe a final thought or a tip that could be implemented immediately by our listeners. Yeah, I think, and, and this is what I always really like about this podcast, because you, uh, the value is really biggest if you actually take something away and, and do something with it, right? And right. what we talked Thank about you. is very lofty and very big, and it's, it's really about, uh, you know, uh, you could implement, this could take a long time. So my advice would actually be to make it very small. Take one single program or one single research topic, and just really write down like what are you doing right now like which channels are you active on and think broadly um, so maybe you are doing uh, um, you obviously have a website so that may or may not already attract organic traffic you may be advertising on search or on social media you may have a Facebook page or a, a TikTok channel but even or maybe some of your academics are uh, attracting a lot of attention in the press for example so just put all of those together and and see like who is related to that and then start to see how you could actually make those things work together better wonderful gus thank you so much for being a guest and sharing some of your knowledge with our audience if you would Please let everyone know how they can follow you, what channels that you are on. And then also, please let everyone know the title of your book. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. It's really been a, a pleasure. In line with my message, I've actually, like, I have a very difficult name to to remember how to write if you're not a Dutch speaker, right? So, uh, and my website is also that name, but I've registered a separate domain for people to actually be able to find my website. And that domain is uh, dutchmarketer.com. So if you type dutchmarketer.com and you, uh, then you'll be redirected to my uh, website. So my book is actually behind me here. It's called successful student recruitment with Google Ads. And in fact, it's available on, uh, on the website as well. Thank you very much, Gus. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, to follow or and following you and to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. Bart, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share before we sign out? Yeah, I really, really appreciate you being on here, Gus. This has been a, a, an honor to have you here. And I love especially that last tip of just doing, a, doing an audit of what you're doing right now and take it small. I love the idea of looking at it from a programmatic standpoint. You know, what is that degree or that major that maybe you're doing something with, but you could be doing better? Focus on that and, and just, you know, what's the classics? You know, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So let's just kind of start, you know, first bites on that. I really love that. And I also really like the idea of just how Gus started the whole conversation with being able to think strategically. You know, before you go out and just start, you know, grabbing pay-per-click campaigns and, and generating content or double-checking your technical and authority, 
really go through and think strategically about it. Take a step back, grab your team, do that audit, start to think through what, what do we want to do? Who are our end audience? What are, where are those watering holes where those students are? And really focus on that. And I thought the simplicity of just, you know, the three parts to search engine optimization, the technical, the content, and the authority. If you can kind of remember those three things out of this conversation, that'll really help you tremendously in the way that you do your search engine marketing. And then I just also just really, really appreciated just the whole idea of, of looking at, you know, this is a, as a whole, you know, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to use my German here, the gestalt of everything, of looking at the wholeness of what's going on and really being able to implement that into your marketing for your higher ed. So again, Gus, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. And I'm, I really would in, uh, encourage everyone to take a look at your book. And, and, I, and I also really appreciate, you know, the fact that you've done the uh, DutchMarketer.com. That's a brilliant way to make sure everybody gets to it. It's, it's, it's classic <laughs> SEO. So perfect. <laughs> In fact, um, also driven by an earlier mistake, so <laughs> never too old to learn. <laughs> then that's that's what we all need to do: is learn from our mistakes, yeah. fail forward. <laughs> thank you. Would also like to thank Taylor Solutions, the company that Bart leads. It's an education, marketing, and branding agency. So please check them out. And we'd also like to thank for their support, Ring Digital, the company that I work for, which provides lift and yield increases through precisely targeted digital ads to your enrollment funnel lists. I would also like to thank our producer, Rob Conlon from Westport Studios for the help with production and promotion that he does every week. I'm Troy Singer on behalf of Bart and Gus. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. The Higher Ed Marketer is a production of Kaler Solutions and Ring Digital in partnership with Westport Studios. Views and opinions expressed by guests on The Higher Ed Marketer are their own and may not reflect the views and opinions of their organization. Know someone who's a mover and a shaker in higher ed marketing? Visit www.higheredmarketerpodcast.com and click on our Contact Us page. We'd love to have you tell us about them. Until next time. <laughs>